0: You are ready for the word of the Lord. I want you to type in, I'm ready. Amen. Just type in, I'm ready. The last few weeks we have been on fire, and we're going to continue in that same flow from the lectionary of this morning. The book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, and we're looking at, before we get there, uh, the readings, Hebrews. Uh, chapter 11 verses uh, 38 and then we see here Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 38 and then we see uh, chapter 12 verses 1 through 2 and we're going to focus in I'm going to really it is my intention this morning to really teach this uh, as I am led by the Spirit of God but if we kind of hit a preaching flow then we'll just flow with the anointing amen I'm not going to hold you long today uh, but I am going to stand strong in the word of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, blow upon these lips of clay. I thank you for what you're going to say. And I thank you for what you're doing now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Of whom the world was not worthy. Hebrews 11, 38. They wandered in deserts and mountains. And in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all these though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better, so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. The text, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. The text, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Let's see what the word of God says to us this morning. Therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses therefore since we are surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses. And as I've said for years, whenever we see the words in scripture, therefore, we have to understand what it's there for. (laughs) Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Uh, The old King James, New King James says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. This verse has been embedded in my spirit for a while now. Looking unto Jesus. Looking, 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 looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne. The word of the Lord, thanks be unto God. I want to use for a subject this morning, praise under pressure. (laughs) Praise under pressure. Praise under pressure. I'm going to take my time for just a few minutes. Just type that in and say it with me. Praise under pressure. Uh, And so uh, when the pressure heats up, the praise ought to build up. Glory to God when the pressure heats up the praise ought to build up praise under pressure. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, saints and friends, here we are planted, you can know, keep sharing them, it's fine, planted in these particular verses. Our text this morning leaps at us. It leaps at us specifically and generally. First of all, it leaps at, it leaps at us because we are presented with Hebrews chapter 11 again, which is known as the Hall of Faith before we get to the hall of fame that we see in basketball i was blessed as a child to visit i had relatives a dear dearly loved uncle and aunt in springfield massachusetts and as a child my parents and i would ride up to springfield massachusetts and there was the coveted basketball hall of fame and when you walked inside of the basketball hall of fame i remember it with my mind's eyes it was yesterday they would have posters of Michael Jordan. They would have uh, pictures and things uh, of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They would have pictures and and mementos of Magic Johnson. They would have things pointing from the past of basketball, the present of basketball, and the future of basketball. The Hall of Fame, any Hall of Fame, deals with the past and the present with anticipation of the future. But we are dealing with this morning the hall of faith. Someone type that in the hall of faith. Everybody say the hall of faith. Come on, All right, let me hear you. The hall of faith. The hall of faith are those who are witnesses, those who have uh, witnessed the work of God from generation to generation, those who have witnessed the work of God. From generation to generation. The hall of faith. The hall of faith are the forefathers and mothers who lived, breathed, and died in faith. Which is why we see repeatedly in Hebrews chapter 11, and by faith, and by faith. And by faith, and by faith, so much that the writer of the epistle then begins to say, hey, Sister Rosie, so much so that the writer of the epistle then begins to say these coveted words. And by faith, it is impossible to please God. By faith, it is impossible to please God. So faith delights an impossibility. I'm going to say that again. I'm flowing now about revelation. Faith delights in impossibilities. Faith delights in impossibilities. What seems impossible to man is possible with God. What seems impossible to man is possible with God. Let's go a step deeper. Thank you for my help. Faith delights and impossibilities. God will do things that seem impossible. I want to preach to someone online this morning. You have been in an impossible situation. Come on here. You have been in an impossible circumstance. You have been inundated and uh frustrated and even trying to fight through discouragement because of what appears to be an impossible situation. But just like the word of the Lord last week, I don't know about you, I'm still holding on to that word. I believe God. Somebody just say, I believe God. Somebody just type in God. I believe you. I believe God. Faith delights then. In impossibilities, what seems impossible to man is possible with God. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1, Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things, there you go, come on, I will, the evidence of things, not seen, for by it the elders obtain a good report, and one of the principles that I've taught on faith for years is faith is faith is always in the now. faith is always in the now, faith is. Always in the now. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Faith. I want to boost your faith this morning. Faith is always in the now. Faith, then, is a verb. You must take action. You must believe. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Come on, let's go a step deeper. So, faith, then, faith, then, is me living in the concrete. Faith, then, God bless you, ascending, Faith then is me living in the concrete. Faith then is me living in the concrete, but seeing in the abstract. Get the lesson. Faith is me living in the concrete. Uh, It was Tupac years ago who talked about the rose that grew from concrete. Uh, Faith is living in the concrete, but I'm seeing. In the abstract. Somebody's going to get this this morning. Uh, I'm living in the concrete. But I'm seeing in the abstract. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm living in the concrete. But I'm seeing in the abstract. I'm living in the concrete. Somebody's going to catch this. But I'm seeing in the abstract. You ever gone to a museum? My wife and I, when we were dating, when we first got together, we would go and we would go to museums and we would look at abstract art. And abstract art was hard to look at because you didn't really understand what was going on at first. And so what would they do? Any impressionist painting. What they would do is they would tell you, look deeper. (laughs) oh my god are you hearing what i'm saying to you today god wants to tell somebody look deeper god is the ultimate impresario he is the artist and the visionary of our lives and god is simply saying to us look deeper i've got some things i want to show you i've got some places i want to take you i've got some things i want to do in you you've got to be able to see in the abstract You've got to be able not just to live in the concrete, but to see in the abstract. Now, how does this work? That means that I have to live in the reality. I have to live in reality. I'm not putting my head in the sand. I'm not ignoring the noise, the news, or the nonsense. I understand what's going on with society. I understand what's happening in the world. I understand what's going on in the news. I understand what's happening politically, socially, economically. I'm not speaking against an antagonism to what is happening in our world. I have to live in reality. Watch this. I have to trust God's finality. I have to live in reality, but I must trust God's finality. Brother Carol, I must live in reality, but I trust God's finality. So in other words, all I'm simply saying to you today is, God has the last word. Woo, glory to God. I don't know what you're going through.. I don't know what you're facing. Hear me, look at me. Hear me by the spirit of God. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what's happening around you. I don't know what's swirling around you that you're not posting and tweeting and talking about, but God has the last word. God has the last word over your family. God has the last word over your marriage. God has the last word over the ministry. God has the last word over your finances. God has the last word over every area and facet of your being. God has the last word. So I must live in reality. But I must trust God's finality. Hallelujah. God, go ahead, D. My God. God has the last word. Come, 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 come. Let's, 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 let's move, let's move, let's move. So we are now seeing Hebrews 11 is the hall of faith. Then Hebrews 12 develops the theme of endurance. Hebrews 12 develops, there we go, the theme of endurance. We're on track. Hebrews 12 develops the theme of endurance because in verse number two, it talks about having endured the cross, despising the shame. That word endure in its original context, in original Hebrew, literally means to await for, to bear patiently, to bear patiently. Uh, We used to sing a song, a hymn of the church years ago growing up. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me and Jesus alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me and Jesus alone. So I've got to understand. I've got to learn how to endure. I've got to have a faith under construction. God bless you. I've got to have a faith. That blessed me already. Under construction. I've got to be able to understand how to endure. If I'm talking to you, say amen. Glory to God. If I'm talking to you, say amen. So notice here, notice here, uh, the first three verses teach us that the key to persistence is, is passion. The key to persistence is passion. The key to persistence is passion. I want you to get the lesson now. The first three verses of Hebrews chapter 12. Teach us that the key to persistence is passion. Now, let's go a step deeper. So all of the men and women in the hall of faith made it. Why? Because they were passionate about three things. There are three C's that are encompassed in passion. Three C's are encompassed in passion. They were passionate about their call. They were passionate about their cause. And they were passionate about their covenant with God. All right, let's go a step deeper now. They were passionate about their call. They were passionate about their cause. And they were passionate about their covenant with God. Get these down. Get these down. Get these down. I'm not called to just be passionate, but I have to be passionate about The call, the call of God, the call of God. One of the beautiful things about us being the church is that we are called the ecclesia, the ecclesia, the ecclesia that deals with, in its original connotation in the Septuagint, uh, the Greek, it deals with uh, ekkaleo, the called out ones. To call, to call, to call, to call, to call. God has called you out. As a matter of fact, if you're under the sound of my voice by the power of the Holy Ghost, you're under arrest right now because He's calling you deeper. He's calling you deeper into yourself, him to himself. He's calling you deeper into the things of God. He's calling you deeper into that which he has established and ordained. So the call, then their cause, what was their cause? Being obedient to God. Hallelujah. Their cause was being obedient to God. We love him, but do we really obey him? Because if we obeyed him, our resources would belong to him. If we obeyed him, we would turn everything over to him. If we obeyed him, our finance would obey him. If we obeyed him, our families would turn to him. If we obeyed him, what we post and how we live and how we walk and how we stand would obey him. So we must remember the call, the cause, and the their covenant with God. Covenant is different from contract. Contracts are built and based on mistrust. When I make a contract, I make a contract built on mistrust. And if I violate the tenets of the contract, everything that was agreed to is broken. My relationship with God is not transactional, it's transformational. Hallelujah. Somebody catch that in the Holy Ghost. Your relationship with God is not transactional. It's transformational. What does that mean? That means it is not built on a contract. It's based on a covenant. Therefore, even when I don't hold up the end of the bargain, his grace and his mercy don't cut me off from the supply. I'm going to say it again. Your walk, I will walk with God is not transactional, it is transformational. Our walk with God is not transactional, it is transformational. Therefore, it is not based on a contract, it is based on his covenant. Hallelujah. It is not just based on a contract, it is based on a covenant. Let's go a step deeper. So, the key to persistence is passion. The key to persistence is passion. That's right. The key to persistence. I'm almost finished. The key to persistence is passion. Hallelujah. The key. To persistence is passion. Here's the second key. Here's the second key. The key to passion is purpose. 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 purpose. Thirdly, 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 and here we go. The key, and this is important, to passion is perspective. So let's review. The key to persistence is passion. Secondly, the key to passion is purpose. But thirdly, the key to passion is perspective. God wants to change how we see. That's why he says here in verse number two, looking unto Jesus, our perspective, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, of our faith so how does this work if we're going to understand perspective we've got to understand three things I know I'm laying it heavy on you today but I believe this is helping you if this is blessing you just say amen first thing we have to do according to verse 1 is consider them number 1 consider them consider them Consider them. You're going to have to re listen to this. You're going to have to soak this in. Consider them. 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 Consider them. Consider them. Consider them. Okay? The secondly, you're going to have to consider ourselves. Consider ourselves. Amen. 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 Thirdly, after we consider them number two we must consider ourselves it is now our turn to run our race and to watch for the pitfalls I'm closing we must consider ourselves we have to run our race and watch for the pitfalls and thirdly we must consider Jesus we have to consider them we have to consider ourselves and thirdly we must consider jesus consider jesus consider jesus because it's all about him praise under pressure i'm able to praise god because i've got my passion back <laughs> I'm able to praise God because I've got my purpose back. I'm able to praise God because I've got my perspective back. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. As I close, looking unto Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter. Uh, Also, how I see it in the, uh, I'm going to Sharonize it for just a moment. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the architect. The author and the architect. The author and the architect. What does that mean? It means that if he is the author and he is the architect, there is a blueprint. And the blueprint is the word of God. For in the word of God, we have a hiding place. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, I've done what you told me to do. I've said what you told me to say. Now confirm this word with signs, wonders. Confirm this word by provoking your people to faith and obedience. I thank you that no matter what we go through, no matter what we grow through, That we will be a people. Hallelujah. We will be a people. We will be a people. Submitted to your word. And submitted to your cause. Thank you. We say yes to your will. And yes to your ways. If you're out of the ark of safety today. And you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess with your mouth. And believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Believe with your heart. The Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And you shall be saved. Call on the name of the Lord. Salvation is the beginning. The first step. Discipleship is a commitment to lifelong learning. Baptism is a part of that. And so we want to disciple you. If that is your prayer, if you don't know Jesus, if you're not saved, we want you to connect with us, to be a part of us. And we will walk with you and teach you the ways of the Lord. Prior to be considered and called Christians in Antioch in Acts chapter 13, which began as a derogatory term, but then became a dignified term as they were counted worthy to suffer for his name's sake. They were simply called the people of the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I want you to know that he is with you. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joys we share as we tarry near, none other has ever known. I thank you, Lord, that we have done what you told us pray that those have been blessed, if you want to stay connected, that way you can do so by GlobalFireNow.com. We have discipleship resources and they will be a blessing to your life. Again, if you have not done so already and you have been blessed or you want to be an even greater blessing, plant a seed into this uh, work of God. You can do so again uh, by texting the word Global to 51400. Holy Spirit, thank you for meeting every need today. We trust you. You can also uh, give by our website, globalfirenow.com. Lastly, by texting Global to 51400. And finally, zellglobafirenow at gmail.com. As is our custom saints, you know uh, that I don't believe in cotton candy messages. I don't believe in cotton candy sermons. I don't believe in feeding you cotton candy or junk food. We feed you the word of God. So that you are strengthened and built up. No TNT this Tuesday. We will resume that in September. Take this word. Soak in it. If you're catching the replay, be blessed by it. The Lord bless you and keep you. Calls his face to shine upon you. May his countenance be with you. And may he give you his peace. Global is who we are. Fires will be bring, Ministry is what we do. Go in the peace of God. Expect greater. God loves you. I love you. And we'll see you real soon. God bless you. God bless you. I love you. God bless 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 you, Instagram family. God bless you. 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 We love you. In Jesus' name.